Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 444 Thursday, July 1st. Today on the show, we've got some golden nuggets from the guys at Club and Country about Nashville SC. But of course, we've got to talk about the history that was made in the College World Series on Wednesday evening. And what does it mean for the legacies of guys like Tim Corbin and Kumar Rocker? The 440 is built every single morning for you by the Kingston Group and for free. So show some appreciation to the Kingston Group, folks, all right? You get to listen to this show every single morning for free because the Kingston Group brings it to you. They care about Nashville. They are award-winning and locally owned. They are of Nashville, for Nashville, by Nashville, just like our company here, just like our products. They care deeply about their clients and the people that they work with. They care about your home as much as you do, and they want to make sure whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish with your home, that they make it happen. Go to the website, buildkg.com, look at their work. I will absolutely let the scoreboard do the talking. That's the Kingston Group, the website, buildkg.com. Mississippi State crushed Vanderbilt 9 to nothing in the decisive third game of the final series on Wednesday night for the school's first ever national championship. In his final outing in a Vanderbilt uniform, Kumar Rocker was chased after just four and a third, and a small tweak to Tim Corman's lineup actually made the Commodores worse. They were no hit for seven-plus innings. I picked Vanderbilt to win the national title when the season started. I picked Vanderbilt to win the national title when the NCAA tournament started. I picked him again to win it all when the College World Series started, and then again when they reached the championship series. But for some reason, all day on Wednesday, I felt like Mississippi State was playing with decades of history and passion and heartache on their side, fueling them to accomplish something that the school has never done before. Only two teams in America have been to the College World Series more times than State's 11 trips without a ring to show for it. It's Florida State and Clemson. It also helps when your two best pitchers, starter Will Bednar and super reliever Landon Sims, came into the game in elite form, ready to attack a Vanderbilt lineup that has struggled for over a month. And Tim Corbin knew it. He made changes to his lineup, and you wouldn't do that in the final game of a 70-game season with the national title hanging in the balance if you didn't think the situation was dire. Vanderbilt scrapped and clawed, riding Jack Leiter to a win in Game 1. But Mississippi State looked like the team that wanted it more each of the last two games. They played with more emotion, they were the better team, and it was obvious. They destroyed Vanderbilt 22-2 in the last two games of the season. And if you believe in karmic balance or sports gods, it does make some sense that the title-starved program finally breaks through making history against a title-rich program who got to the series without having to win their final game. As an impartial observer, you have to admit that Mississippi State winning it all is the far better story. With the way their fans showed up after all those years of suffering, congratulations to the Mississippi State Bulldogs on finally breaking through and winning their first national championship. Now to the crime scene investigation for the Vanderbilt Commodores. Tim Corbin is arguably the best coach in all of college baseball, running arguably the best program in America. He's got five trips to Omaha over the last decade, four trips to the National Championship Series in the last seven NCAA tournaments. Any conversation about his legacy begins with the phrase, among the greatest of all time, among all Vanderbilt Commodores, among all current and former SEC baseball coaches, among any sports figures in the history of the state of Tennessee. Whatever list you want to use, he's among, if not at the top, of almost all of them. But having said that, his record in the championship series is now 2-2. Two and two. He won it in 14-19, and 19, lost in 15, and of course this year. He could easily have three or four rings right now. 
Corbin couldn't fix his offense, making risky last-minute changes. His defense played like a Little League squad, kicking it around all series, and he came up short with a rotation topped by two future Major League stars. The ugly losses Tuesday and Wednesday don't really do any damage to Tim Corbin's legacy, but it does, for now, limit his upside when it comes to those GOAT conversations. I can see him getting back to the title series a few more times. Maybe a third national title makes him one of the greatest college baseball coaches of all time. But winning four, five, or six? Well, that's Nick Saban territory, and he has now missed two chances in the season's final series. The same can be said of Kumar Rocker, frankly. He's one of the greatest, most decorated, and talented Vandy pitchers of all time. In a long list of amazing arms that begins with David Price and ends with like a dozen other major leaguers. A win on Wednesday to clinch his second national title, however would have made him a god, one of the greatest collegiate athletes in the history of this state, and likely would have placed him on top of that absurd list of pitching stars to have come through Nashville. But his final outing was extremely forgettable, and when you have conversations in thin, rarefied air that guys like he and Tim Corbin find themselves in, well, a bludgeoning in the national championship game has to be a part of the equation. Will Vandy be back? Yes. Is Rocker an all-time great? Absolutely. Is Corbin? Of course he is. But being that good means that any tiny imperfection is magnified. Which, of course, if I'm a Vandy baseball fan, is obviously a huge luxury. We're so good that we're upset that we've only won two national titles over the last decade instead of three or four. Don't get me wrong, it's a great problem to have, and every other team in the SEC should be very jealous. Just not Mississippi State. Well, I know it's not a Wednesday, but I just had too much to get off my chest yesterday on the show, and I didn't have any space or time for the Golden Nuggets. So so here on the Thursday edition, we will, of course, offer you up some Golden Nuggets to make you guys smarter soccer fans in this city. Just a small, tiny tidbit of information from our wonderful folks over at Club & Country, the podcast of record for Nashville SC. If you want to learn more about Nashville SC soccer, make sure you're listening to Wes Bowling and Tim Sullivan of Club and Country every single Tuesday out right here on the 440 Sports Network. Well, this week they had some interesting information about how, and more importantly, when Nashville SC is able to convert and score goals. Nashville has yet to score inside the first 20 minutes of a match this year. The earliest goal they've scored was their opener against FC Cincinnati, season opener, in the 20th minute. And they've now gone 190 minutes without a goal in the first half. They're creating a fair number of chances early in games, and the finishing just has not been up to snuff. Ten of their 13 goals have happened this season in the second half. We mentioned the stat earlier, but six goals now after the 75th minute. And in their last four, five goals scored after the 80th minute. That regression to the mean is is nice. It would be nicer if you could use it to uh, get some of those ones out of the way early because, as we discussed at the top, when Nashville scores first, opponents aren't scoring and they really aren't generating a whole lot either. Interesting information there from both Wes and Tim about scoring early, getting games started. Uh, some fascinating data there. Again, those guys always make you a smarter and better soccer fan, so make sure you're listening. Wes Bowling, Tim Sullivan, Club and Country Podcast, out every single Tuesday. Rate, review, and subscribe. Go listen, people. Our Thursday docket coming up in just a second. However, got to remind you, the Kingston Group is our wonderful sponsor here on the 440, and they keep this product free for you every single morning. So show a little love, show a little respect, go look at their work, follow them on the socials. BuildKG.com is the website. You can see all of their amazing work, whether it's a garage, whether it's a pool, whether it's a kitchen, whether it's a totally new wing or addition to your house or a custom rebuild from the beginning. The Kingston Group is the name you need to know when you consider doing some work on your home. 
Go to the website, buildkg.com, and remember the name, the Kingston Group. Here is what I will be watching, of course, on Thursday. How many announcements do we get in college sports across all these states that have legislation going into effect today? It should be fascinating to watch which schools are ready to go and which announcements take place. Keep an eye on the Twitter sphere, folks. All eyes tonight, of course, in the NBA will be on Game 5 as the Hawks-Bucks series tied at two heads back to Milwaukee. Of course, Giannis left Game 4. We shall see how healthy he is for Game 5. Atlanta-Milwaukee Game 5 series tied at two. That one starts at 7.30 p.m. Central Time. No Euros to watch today, of course. The quarterfinals get started on Friday. Stanley Cup, of course, off tonight as well. They'll be back on Friday evening. You do have an MLS match tonight to watch on Thursday if you'd like. Austin FC versus the Portland Timbers. That one is at 8.30. Of course, Nashville SC not back on the pitch until Saturday night. A big one against the Philadelphia Union at 7 o'clock at Nissan Stadium. I suppose I need to mention Game 3 of my first place New York Mets series with the Atlanta Braves at 6.20 p.m. Central Time tonight. Uh, Jacob deGrom is pitching. I'm not sure he's given up a run in a year and a half. Thank you guys, of course, all for listening. My name is Braden Gall. You can follow me on Twitter at Braden Gall. As I always say right here on the show, please share it. Pass the word along. That is how it grows. We depend on you, the listener, the people that support this show, and, of course, our wonderful sponsors, the Kingston Group, to keep this thing growing uh, and expanding so that we can keep making it better for you every single morning uh, to keep you guys up to date on Nashville sports with, again, no yelling and screaming involved. Again, thank you all for listening. Follow us on the Twitters, at 440Sports on Twitter and Facebook, at 440Media on Instagram. This has been the 440 for Thursday, July 1st. The 440 is a production of 440 Media, written and produced by Braden Gall, music by William Tyler.